Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And we are officially at the end of our fall semester of 3L. We are so excited. Maybe you can't tell in our voice. (laughs) It's kind of early. I know Samantha has been awake and working on her final assignment of the semester. And I took my last final with Samantha as well yesterday in Wills and Trusts. We'll talk about that later. But today we're just going to dive in on what we thought the semester was going to be like, what it turned out to be like, what we learned, um, give you guys some updates, and then just talk about how you can maximize your time over your break. Yes. So... If my voice is a little scratchy, it's literally because I've been up since the early, early morning (laughs) working on my paper, but we wanted to get this out to you guys like fresh, you know, we like to give you guys a raw update on how we're feeling about things. So I guess to start things off, what did we think this semester was going to look like? (laughs) I just laugh because... Whenever I think back to what I thought the semester was going to be like, I thought it would be really productive. I was going to focus on bar studies. I was going to really dive in. I was going to just really enjoy certain classes and then maybe not enjoy certain classes. And I really just thought I would be like such a busy bee, even though I didn't have a job, which I don't know if I just like kept telling myself that to keep myself busy, but Um, Yeah. What about you? I feel like I had the same aspirations of, you know, having a really productive um, fall semester. I was really excited to take wills and trusts. I'm sure if you guys have been listening to the podcast, we've had a few wills and estates lawyers on here. So I was genuinely like, you know, wanting to learn about wills because who knows, maybe I wanted to practice that. Um The class disappointed me, not because of the material, like we learned all the material for the final and that was fine. It's not like the end of the world, right? But I think when you have a class where maybe the professor, you just don't really vibe with the way they teach, it can kind of, I don't know, it just messed things up for me. It like really made my motivation for that class go away and I think there's just classes like that, right? When you have a professor that you just don't click with. I don't know. Um, I know I'm not the only student that felt that way in this class. So, you know, 
it is what it is. It's over with. We took the final yesterday. Um, so I'm glad that wills and trusts, we don't have to see that until the bar again. Yeah. I was just telling Samantha, I definitely had dreams last night about issues that I might've missed on the wills and trusts final. So for any of you guys out there that are also probably like thinking, Oh my God, you remember something from the final. Oh my God. Maybe you don't, maybe you're one of those lucky people that just wipes it from their brain. But that's just a real thing that law students face. You know what I'm saying? Um, you go to a class and you sit there all semester. Sometimes you learn a lot and sometimes you don't. And regardless, at the end, you have to teach yourself that entire subject and be well versed enough to spot issues and answer questions about it. And I just think that when you're a 1L, that's like, what? What does that mean? Issue spotting. But now, two years later, three years later, I guess you could say, is it two years or three years? Whatever. (laughs) You end up... Two-ish years. Yeah, you end up learning that issue spotting is the most important part of a final and really just being a lawyer. And I think this all goes back to like, if you listen to our very first episode on when we got our grades back and like our basically recapping our 1L finals, I think we definitely have learned that practice makes perfect. You know, you can look at your outline, you can memorize it, but if you're not practicing and you're not issue spotting and you're not actually putting the stuff you're learning to use, like that's the way you learn, right? So I think that now that we're three L's, we're just way more effective with our studying, you know, like for this exam, it was open book, but just because it's open book doesn't mean you can just go in there. And if you don't know how to issue spot, like what are you going to write about, you know? So I think that that's definitely something that we've learned throughout the years. And if you're a 1L, like I know finals have passed for you if you're, you know, in the fall, but for the spring, I totally recommend doing just like a bajillion essay questions. Seriously though. Absolutely. Second that because that's the only way to learn. Practice makes perfect. I totally agree. So what actually happened this semester though, Samantha? I mean, I know that we wanted to be really productive and we were really excited for Wilson Trust. Um, Yeah. How'd it go? So since I kind of slacked on wills and trusts, I had a lot of extra time on my hands to work on my other classes, which was good. Um, I really excelled at trial practice. I, you know, actually put in effort and time. And I was really scared going into that class because I, and I don't know, I don't like speaking in public that much. And I think I, I knew I had to take the class though, because I knew at one point I was going to have to learn how to just get over my fear. So I'm glad that the class was able, like in the class, I was able to do that and not like in real court, you know? So, cause it, I can mess up in class and like the teacher will just be like, no, you can't like object to that. You know, like it's yeah. just, better. It's a safe environment. Exactly. So definitely a lot of practical experience this semester. I was interning at the firm I've been working at um, and, you know, same stuff that I've been doing the whole time. So definitely just practical, like practicing essentially. And yeah, with Innocence Clinic, I got to work with like a real client and actual investigations and stuff like that. So a lot of this semester was hands-on and I really liked it. It made me want to not be in school anymore. It made me want to just like go out in the real world and get started. But I think um, 
it definitely made me excited, right? I mean, as much as like the semester sucked class-wise, meaning just wills, um, <laughs> I'm really excited for like post-grad because I think I have an idea of like what that's going to look like um, working-wise and just life balance and all the stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that you really gained a lot of confidence this semester. And like you said about public speaking, you know, it's one thing to talk on a mic whenever it's just me and you, but it's another when there's a room full of people. So yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, it's funny because you say you got a lot of practical knowledge. I would say that I like, mm, how do I put this? Fell in love with the law in the classroom because I was just obviously not working and experienced in a lot of classes that I did enjoy, like employment law and civil rights litigation. And I was able to just dive in those cases and read about it and just be, just understand it and apply it and think about, okay, what can I do with my future? And I had free time on my hands and I realized that I needed to do something with that time. So I started networking more. I made more relationships with my colleagues and my classmates at school. I made an effort to get out of my comfort zone and get more involved at school. And like I said, really dive into my studies. And I think that I just got a lot of scholarly knowledge because I also, you know, learned a lot by doing clinic as well. Um, But mine was a legal research municipal law clinic. So it's a totally different facet of law that you kind of do and kind of don't learn about in law school and then researching that and then, you know, explaining what you learned, you know, I was glad that I had you definitely to help me with that. But also like my professor was so smart about it and like so good at research, just gave me these like simple tips and I just ran with it. And yeah, I learned a lot about legal research. I don't know. I just learned a lot at school and, um, yeah, I'm thankful for that. Obviously, you know, we're paying good money to go to law school, but also, um, I just really enjoyed obviously employment law. I pretty much solidified that that's what I want to do. Um, civil rights litigation also helped me, you know, in my kind of practical knowledge and practical skills, our final exam was to write a complaint and, you know, covering how to sue the government and all that stuff. It kind of, (laughs) it's funny is when all the two L's are studying for constitutional law and this is the semester where they cover, you know, federalism and qualified immunity and stuff. It, I realized that now I applied it and I was like, Oh, this is why you need to know this. And like, Oh, it's just funny because when you're studying in law school, there's so many times where you think, what the heck? It's kind of like math. You're doing math and you're doing trigonometry and you're thinking, why do I have to know this? And then you go out in the real world and there's some kind of random math problem, you know, law as a lawyer, it's not so random, you know, that's your job, but also it just turns up and you just see it over and over and application going back to what we said to do in practice is the way to truly understand the law. And I know too, I was also studying for evidence, thought the same thing. I researched all these hearsay exceptions, 803 hearsay exceptions. You know, there's like 80 of them. Not really. I think there's like 25, but there was one specific hearsay exception that I did total research on. And that could potentially be you guys in a year 
or next semester or whenever in your legal career looking up hearsay exceptions because you're trying to get some piece of evidence in. And it'll make so much more sense then. I think that looking back, you know, once you get to 3L, you can kind of look collectively at the past two years and it just makes a lot more sense, right? You know, why they teach us the certain things they teach us, like the subjects, um, like why we have to take them at certain times because it all builds on each other. It's all like foundational. Like you can't take your civil rights litigation probably without having taken con law, you know, like you need to have foundational knowledge to like deep dive into niche parts of the law. So I think that, you know, as you get through law school, the big picture just becomes like, you can start to see it, you know, bird's eye view. Yeah, totally. So what do you say to everyone that says, you know, the saying one L they scare you two L they work you and three L they bore you. What do you say to that? Do you think we're bored? Do you think that, like, how do you, you know, what myth or bust? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to say it depends (laughs) because, um, so. It does depend. I'm not necessarily, like, I don't know, bore you to death. Like, what I was learning wasn't boring. Yeah, I mean, was the Wills class, like, ideal? Did I know what was going on half the time? No, but also like it wasn't necessarily boring. Like now that I learned it all, I'm like, oh, you know, eh, it's law, you know. Um, But I think the overall concept of like going to school is what is annoying. And maybe that can manifest itself in like boredom, you know, like boredom, being annoyed and kind of (laughs) irritated. I don't know. (laughs) Like I'm just just so sick of school at this point that I'm just like, ready to go out in the real world. And I know that a lot of our peers are the same. Um, You know, once you get to this point, a lot of people have jobs and stuff like that. And kind of like the motivation just kind of goes down. But it's not the case for everybody. I don't know. It's just like a weird, weird feeling. Yeah. I know you mentioned to me that 3L is when people's motivation like takes a deep dive because People have job offers. They've, you know, solidified where they're going to work. Their grades aren't a contingent on anything now. And, yeah, I just think that for me, I definitely wasn't bored. I think I have work to do on the job front. So I am never (laughs) bored. I can never really say that. So I think, yeah, in the classic stair-stepping pattern of the law student there's a point where you can definitely become bored because you're working and you want to get out of the classroom and you want to do that practical work so I totally agree I heard it time and time again from my classmates how they were just can't wait to go work after and they wish that they could just work all day and they had to leave work to come to school (laughs) and I'm just like I don't know how that feels, but I do know that I love the law and we're all really nerdy about it. (laughs) And I think just going back to like the reflection on your semester, because I was telling you last night, I was like, I feel like you did a lot of like deep dive on like scholarly, you know, scholarly stuff. Like you learned a lot. And I think for you, even though you weren't working, like you still got to take employment law and civil rights litigation, which I mean, now that you have that foundation, like 
you're a very good asset to anybody who wants an employment lawyer. You know what I mean? And you can get that experience. So for you guys that like, let's say you want to do a certain kind of law and you can't necessarily get an internship there, like take the class because at least that base knowledge is going to get you somewhere. It can also tell you like whether you want to do that or not. Like Haley now knows that she loves employment law, you know, but she made sure to take the class. She's taken an internship and, you know, she's taking these steps to make sure that that's what she wants to do. So take those chances, you know, take that class. If you're real, you know, you never know. Yeah. That's really good advice. I totally agree. So on the news update front, obviously, like Samantha said, I'm pretty much solidified that I want to do employment law. And I told you guys that I started networking more. So in that process, I asked people in the area, geographic area that I want to move to, I asked them like what their advice was and talked to some employment lawyers in the area. And they all pointed me to the EEOC, which like is a no brainer, obviously. And I secured an internship there this spring and I'm super, super excited about it. I'm going to be working with an administrative judge in the federal sector of the EEOC. And I know I'm going to learn a lot and just add to my skills and, you know, my ability to be an asset to my future employer. So, but Samantha has some big news. If you follow us on Instagram, you might have already seen, but tell them. So, <laughs> right before finals, um, I'm not going to like tell you guys all the deets because like, you know, when everything's official, official, I'll tell you guys all the deets, but I'll give you a little tea just so, you know, you can come out of this conversation satisfied. So I got tricked into thinking I was going to get fired. Um, turns out it was a job offer from the firm that I've been working at since the summer. So if you guys have been listening and you listen to like our internships episode, you know that I've loved working at this firm and I was so, so excited that they offered me a job and yeah, it was a no brainer. Like I I was telling Haley, I was like, yeah, if I got an offer, like I would take it in a second. So I'm glad that that's out of the way. And yeah, I'm looking forward to being a little less stressed, I guess, knowing that I have opportunities after the bar exam. And now I really just have to focus on graduating and taking the bar exam. So a little bit less off my plate, but yeah. So really excited about that. Yeah. And as you should be, right? It's a great opportunity. You love working there. You love the people that you work with. And you know, there's some great benefits. Of course, they have a great associate ship, I would say. And there's people that you can learn and grow from. And there's really ways to move up. And you've even seen people from your firm who that do grow throughout your firm end up at even bigger places. So I think the sky's the limit for you, sis. And I'm really excited for you because, you know, this is just the first stepping stone into your legal career. And what really matters is, you know, we talk about being picky and we talk about being intentional and being happy. You have to remember that at the end of the day, you have to be happy working there because you have to go there five days out of the week. So remember that as you, you know, if you're a 1L and you're thinking like, gosh, that seems so far away, it's going to happen in a blink of an eye. 
you're going to just wake up and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I understand things. And every semester, every summer, every few little months, you grow a little more, you grow a little more, you grow a little more. And whether that's because you're working, whether that's because you're studying or you're doing different research opportunities at school with professors, that's the thing you can do. If you're, you know, doing an internship or an externship at school with you know, a corporation that's only going to be for a semester. Also government, a semester, maybe you're, you know, you do a few different things and then you end up later at the DA's office and then you're working there. It's, you just move throughout the legal fields and kind of lily pad hop throughout law school to understand what you really like. And I think that that's what I'm happy for you when I think about, you know, trial practice, you really solidified that you, you have the practical knowledge at work and now you can, you know, use those skills. Right. And it's only going to make you a better associate at your firm. And I think about for me, I want to be an employment lawyer. I've said it now I'm manifesting it. It's official. And as I push through that, what does that mean? And like holding on to that and how does that look for my career and being intentional? You know, I remember when we talked with Lauren Boyd and she said, you know, don't just take any first job, be intentional about it. And that's just really set in with me. And I've been doing a lot of research because that's what we do. We crazy. And I already learned stuff about firms in the Metroplex. So, you know, I, when we talk about how to make the most of your winter break, I think about rest and relaxation, hitting a reset, taking a genuine break, meaning that you don't have anything to do and you just need to like sit still for a second. And it's going to feel like really, really, really weird already happening to me. And you're just going to want to automatically be like, someone give me an assignment. I know. (laughs) I'm like thinking back at this time last year. So this time last year, 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. I was applying to jobs and I remember I was, that's yeah. Cause wait, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these years are like all messed up in my head. I'm yeah. like, when did I do what internship and all that? So I also think if you're a one L or two L like winter break, I mean, you'll probably have some time on your hands. It's a great time to look for internships for the spring mm-hmm. in the summer. So you have nothing but time. And if you know, make your resume nice and, also, if you guys need resume help, like get on our Facebook group because people are checking resumes, personal statements, all that stuff. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. 
And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. For free. I know. Okay. And also like back to what you just said, doing the resumes also, um, shameless plug, but I'm going to say it, join the Facebook group because we have been getting a lot of DMs over finals about job opportunities. So whether you're a 3L looking for a job, whether you're a 2L looking for an internship, whether you're a 1L looking for an internship, winter break is a prime opportunity to look for summer employment opportunities. You can solidify that. You can just kind of do some research to figure out where you could work, what that process would look like. Could you go through the school? You might have to reach out to people at your school and ask them like, Hey, how can I get a job at the EEOC? That is what I did. And then I sent multiple emails to multiple people at the school and someone got back to me and people have connections. That's called networking. (laughs) And you just ask someone to connect you because that your intention is to have an internship while you're in law school. You're free labor. You're also like free because you don't really know what you're doing. So, you know, for certain things, sometimes things are paid, you know, maybe it's not the best pay, but it's something right. So research opportunities, right? Because also in law school, you can do that. You know, I didn't even realize that, that different people can do uh, research for lawyers that are currently practicing. So I know that we'll also be posting different jobs. I see them on LinkedIn all the time. It's like 2L or 1L or different things like that. And I just want to blast it to people so that our our people can get those jobs and be well known in the communities that they serve, you know. But also I like just never knew about it. And I feel like if it weren't for you and like our steady conversation and like having people having each other's back, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't know these jobs that we found. We wouldn't know about these firms. We would never have done or be who we are. And we just want to pass that along. And because like, I need a job too. So like, you know, I'm trying to put that good karma out there. (laughs) Very true. I think that we definitely want all of you guys to be successful and we couldn't have done it without you guys honestly, like so much of what we have learned these past three years comes from like you guys and like the people that we've had on the podcast and the interviews, interviews, the collaborations that we've had, like we've learned so much. And honestly, I feel like I've learned just as much outside of law school about law school than I've learned like in law school. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah, you guys are a wealth of knowledge and I really encourage you guys to like use each other as support and use each other for your knowledge and reach out to people in the Facebook group that go to like go to potential schools. And I saw people in there like talking about coffee. 
Taking yes. the coffee. I yeah. saw people in there literally talking about like how much what their GPAs and LSAT scores and so like how horrible. much money so, that they yes. got from each school. And I was like, wow, I wish I would have had this like at the time because people are so transparent and honest and it's and like a safe nego- spot. You couldn't negotiate scholarships. People are asking how to do that too. And I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, but I know there are some powerful women in that group that will tell you like, hey, this is what you should do. I've done this or hey, I said this and I, you know, basically using other schools as leverage. Yes. I mean, there's so much that I've learned in that group and not just like plugging the group. I know it seems like this is an ad, but like low key, no, like I've learned so much. People are so active in there. People from all ages, moms, college girls, high schoolers, like there is everybody on the spectrum of like who's in the group and um ultimately you know we just want to be a community and yeah you know it's the end of the year and it's nice to reflect and kind of look back at what we built and like all the people that we've I guess I hope motivated to maybe go to law school or figure out if this is what they want to do and we get to you know join us in the legal field and hopefully one day we can change it you know into what we think the ideal legal field should be like yeah absolutely i agree and i think that the only way to do that is to have conversations with people people who are in highly different circumstances than you and that will also be your colleagues and we're just here out here trying to support women to be professionals and be what they want to be, whatever that is. And it just so happens that we're lawyers, future lawyers, and we're super nerdy about it. And we love talking about our journey and the things that we learn, you know? And I think that you guys, whenever you say that you guys, it's like the podcast, the, the constant drive to give you guys good content and give you guys interviews and, expertise from people who are successful in the field and you know we try to do research on that and figure out who they are because let's be honest we don't really know what we're doing you know I mean we are learning (laughs) with you guys yeah like when I say that half the time we're learning things for the first time like on the podcast live on air like that's so true um so we this is equally something that we do for ourselves and for you guys because we figured we're normal people like surely you guys have the same kinds of questions that we do so why not share it you know absolutely and with all that being said we are taking a break for the next two weeks. We hope that you guys have an amazing holiday, an amazing break, and an amazing start to your new year. And we will see you then. But until then, we hope that, you know, you rest and you relax and you take a load off. And if you're an avid reader, you read a book for fun. If you're an avid movie watcher, you watch some movies and try to actually focus on a movie and enjoy yourself because you only get so many small spurts of time. And I hope that you also get to see your family and your friends and enjoy some relationships that maybe you've been putting off because law school is demanding and we are validating that. Also, it's been quite a minute since I've done like a merch announcement. Oh, yeah. So we 
have all new merch coming in 2022. So um, if you're listening to this now, there's going to be a discount code in the show notes for listeners of the pod. So you can get a discount on all our stuff that is going to be there just for a few more weeks. So make sure to stock up on all of the originals and all, if you like, you know, the future lady lawyers, like those designs are leaving, but we're getting new stuff. So don't worry. Yes. And revamps. And we have a bunch of new items and it's just going to be a nice little, you know, refreshing revamp. uh, 2022. 2022. It's graduation year. It's bar year. It's a big year. Um, So we wanted to make it special and yeah, we've been working on it for a little bit to try to make it what you guys want. So yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope that you enjoy your break. We will talk to you guys in the new year. Yes. So next time we chat, it'll be a little, you know, maybe we'll have more updates. Who knows? But yeah, see you in 2022. Bye. Bye.